This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 8am UK time. Thank you so much as always for joining me. It is an absolute pleasure to be with you and speak with you and bring you all the latest news surrounding Arsenal. Uh, thank you to everyone that's just given the support, you know, over the last few days. And so again, hitting that 1k like uh, has been an amazing achievement that we are continuing to push forward with. We've got what? Two, two days, two days to go. That is it. And uh, we've completed the challenge. So if you haven't dropped a like on the video already, please make sure you do. I also want to give a shout out to a commenter on yesterday's video that said I spent three minutes yesterday talking and no news whatsoever. Just for those people that do get frustrated with the slightly longer intros, perhaps than normal, there are, for those that listen on Catch Up, timestamps, which you can use to kind of click through the different topics that we discuss. You don't even have to listen to this waffle if you don't want to. And also there's a little, if you double tap your screen, you can actually fast forward 10 seconds. It takes a few seconds. It takes actually less time to skip through the video than it does to leave a comment moaning about the fact that you can't know how to skip through the video. So I hope that helps for those people that are moaning about the fact that my intros are getting longer and longer by the day. But we don't care because we're having a great time doing it. So let's make sure that we do. As Clive, if Clive's telling you to drop a like, as he has just done there, then please make sure that you follow those very, very careful instructions. Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Pika Who, Darren, Matt G, Carl. We've got uh, Stephen. Uh, we've got Ismail, we've got uh, Matt G, Philip, Arasilki, we've got Rich, Damien, we've got Martin, Glenn, Rob, Bob, we've got Barry, we've got Jimbo, we've got Roy. Uh, thank you to everybody that's continuing to join us and those that are listening on Catch Up, of course, and on audio platforms as well. Uh, thank you for making this community what it is very much 
very much uh, appreciated. Let's jump into today's stories. We start uh, with an explanation. Uh, yesterday's show, of course, yesterday evening, we did a ticketing uh, Arsenal debate. If you tuned into that live, thank you for doing so. If you listened to it halfway through and then got cut off, a couple of reasons as to why that is. Don't worry, the show is going to be back up on the channel very shortly, uh, probably towards um, later on today. I imagine probably mid to late afternoon, it's going to be back up. If you watched it live, you'll know exactly the reason as to why. We had a little bit of an idiot, decided to jump in halfway through, so I just had to clip that little part out but the entire show in its entirety bar that like 30 seconds is going to be back up on the channel so you'll be able to watch the whole thing in full with all of the discussion with dylan with ben with uh, all of our guests ethan from new zealand uh, with lee our, our member loads of people jumped on to have a chat about tickets and their frustrations with it their understanding of it and the frustrations around the whole debate itself so if you would like to check that out don't worry you will be able to do that and listen back to it it'll be up on the channel a little bit later on this afternoon. So thank you for those with your patience. Right, let's talk about today's stories, shall we? Uh, Arsenal have already secured the future of 10 goals scoring. I don't know the right way of describing it is. The scorer of 10 goals in a single game. You may have heard this story. Arsenal was under 16s, beat Liverpool. I think it was, what, 14-3 or something like that? 13-3? And Chido Obi-Martin scoring 10 of those goals, according to the evening standard, Arsenal have already secured the future of the player. He was drawing plenty of interest from other clubs, but suggestions are that he has already committed his future uh, to that show. So to that show, to that uh, to our team. So uh, certainly that's good news on the front of an exciting young player having a big future potentially at Arsenal. We'll have to wait and see if he can score that many goals every single game. Arsenal going on to win the Champions League. I think we can all be uh, pretty safe and secure in thinking. Um, Tommy Asu and Ben White also are continuing to be linked with brand new uh, brand new contracts. We've been a lot of talk about Ben White and Tommy Asu in the last few days. From my perspective, what I can tell you is that indeed both of them are on the club's agenda, Ben White continues to be in discussions, of course, around a new deal. We've known that for some time. There's optimism around both players. Both players are very happy at Arsenal and both players want to stay, as do Arsenal want to keep them. All that talk about Bayern Munich and Tomiyasu may have changed things slightly. However, I have some suggestions that it, those talks might be a little bit agent-led in regards to kind of speed along. The process somewhat of a brand new contract. This is a very common tactic used by agents and intermediaries at times to help speed along processes to try and, you know, push teams into uh, into making quicker decisions, into maybe getting a little bit more money during negotiations. Because if you've got a club like Bayern Munich apparently keen on your player, you know, that might just ramp up the numbers a little bit. So a very common tactic. I wouldn't worry too much about that at the moment until anything major changes. But both players seeming on their way to a brand new deal at the club and a very important bit of business for Arsenal to do as well. Uh, Gabriel Jesus uh, has admitted that goals are not his strong point in an interview which I think has been taken quite out of context. Uh, let's have a read through the entire quote so that we're not, um, we're not getting anything twisted. He was speaking about his poor goal record for Brazil and said, there are things that bothered me a lot in the past, uh, in the post-2018 World Cup cycle. I was younger. I had a different mind. Today, I'm a more mature man, more educated, a family man. I understand football is a priority for me and I know I need to do well and be well to do my best, but especially in the Brazilian team. There are things that I don't control. I train, I look for, I try, I move, I help the team. The goal is inevitable. I believe it's not my strong point. But I score goals and I'm there to score goals. When I come back, it will happen. It works. I work privately. I'm not one to respond to criticism if I'm not the one to be happy for praise. 
Um, I was and I won't be anymore. And I think that certainly Gabriel Jesus' comments about his goals uh, have been a little bit taken out of context by people looking for a headline and looking for a story. I think that he's being very honest about the struggles that he's had in the Brazilian national side. I think we also uh, have to be understanding that his best strength has always been his technical ability. And I think that this is the classic, you know, I love this analogy. You know, my analogy about waffles and pancakes, someone that says that they like waffles, suddenly someone turns around and says, hold on, but you don't like pancakes. And you're like, no, that's not what I said. I just said I like waffles. <laughs> I love that analogy most because it's literally me waffling about waffles. But the idea is that because he's turned around and says, I believe it's not my strong point in regards to goals. That doesn't mean that it's still not a key part of his game. Scoring goals isn't something that he does well. It's just not the strongest part of his game. And I think that we can agree that Gabriel's strong, Gabriel Jesus' strongest part of his game is specifically his technical ability, his running, his dynamism, the way in which he brings others into play, his uh, dropping deep and linking up with other teammates. And finishing isn't the strongest part of his game. It's just not. Um, but it's something that I think he needs to improve in. But then I see people go and turning around like, why would he say that goals aren't his strong? Because he's being honest. And I think most of us would agree that goals aren't the strongest point of his game. That said, if you look, and I think I saw Elliot um, from Arsenal Vision tweeting yesterday uh, about like what he was on, on record to kind of uh, score in terms of last season. Let me just find the tweet quickly for you regarding... Jesus, here it is. Uh, you can follow Elliot on Twitter, of course. Or you can block him on Twitter uh, at Yankee Gunner. Um, he says, Gabriel Jesus had 11 goals in 24 starts last season, which put him on pace for about 17 goals, which was 22 XG last season. Uh, he had six assists to go with it as well. I'm not saying he's a prolific scorer, but I still think a fit Jesus can bag plenty of goals and assists for us. Fitness is the only issue for him, in my opinion. Um, I think this is a great point. And also, if you look at the Liverpool team, that was used as an example. Roberto Firmino, I think, what someone pointed out, scored nine goals during their title-winning season, yet was one of their most important players. I think this is a really fair point. And I think that certainly a player that has more than just goals to their game, you know, needs to be able to do plenty more than that. And I think Gabriel Jesus' strong points do exist in his creativity, his technical ability, his team play, and maybe his goals, sure, aren't the strongest point of his game, but hopefully they can be. Hopefully he does improve. Hopefully he can get into a position where he does. Elliot, if you're watching, the chat box does want to know what your position is on waffles and pancakes. Um, personally, I'm trying to think if what Elliot had for breakfast when we went for breakfast in Chicago, all I can think about is the French toast that I had and it was well, it was glorious. I, I can't lie. It was unbelievably good. Um, lastly, on our headline story of the day, uh, Dutch media are expecting Urien Timber not to be available for the European Championships in the summer of 2024, in which case that is probably the biggest signal that we've had so far that he won't return for Arsenal. Or if he does return, it won't be until the very final moments of the season, in which case he can't do enough to get himself into the... Um, Netherlands national side. Very frustrating story. And of course, we've not heard anything on our side of things, but the Dutch media are very close to things in the Urien Timber camp. The suggestions being that he's not going to be able to be fit enough to make the European Championship squad, obviously, is a frustration for Arsenal fans, a frustration for Arsenal Football Club, a frustration for him 
He only played 50 competitive minutes of football so far this season against Nottingham Forest before that injury. And there seems to be suggestions that he won't play a single minute more this season already. What I will say is that it's still very early. It's still very early in the player's recovery and his rehabilitation. Um, we don't tend to get too many updates on an ACL until I don't think at least uh, a couple of months, two, three months before he can potentially return. He was injured in August. That meant that the, the earliest we kind of expected him back was maybe March at the very earliest. And that's if he recovers amazingly well. At the latest, it could be anything from May onwards, uh, which, of course, would rule him out of that um, European Championship tournament. So it's it's not to say that he's definitely going to miss all of this season, but there's certainly signs from the Dutch media who have been close to things to suggest that he will be. But as I do want to point out and do want to give people some perspective, it is still very early, even though it's nearly December, in that recovery. You know, we're probably, you know, we're close to halfway, if not already at halfway, potentially for, for Timber. And only the club will know the ins and outs of that recovery. So, yeah, let's let's wait and see what happens on that front and keep our fingers crossed that he recovers very quickly indeed. Right, let's go to part two, shall we? And your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, so let's jump into the chat. Uh, of course, if you haven't dropped a like on the video, please do. Uh, we've got two days left of our challenge, two days left to try and complete a 1,000 likes per day, every day of this international break. And if we do it over the weekend, well, of course, probably Sunday, we'll be releasing uh, the tickets for our live event in February. So you can snap them up before anybody else. If you've been watching the show, if you know that's going to be happening, you're the ones that are going to be in the know about those tickets dropping um so yes please make sure that uh that you do that uh matt g says damn i know i shouldn't have but in my head i january slash february is a return date i need to manage my own expectations yes that would have been mad like for an acl injury to recover in so what august to september to october december uh, november december january six months for an acl is a very swift turnaround time so I would have been utterly shocked if Timber would have been back in January, February time. Um, Maximir says, by the way, it's okay if Timber doesn't turn up. We have the master of all left-backs in Kajavert. <laughs> He's been playing there for Germany. I don't say it's gone exceptionally well. Yes, he scored, but defensively, I think they've looked a bit suspect. Uh, Carl says, so Tom, uh, what do you think about the current atmosphere at the Emirates? Please don't sit on the fence. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, as I mentioned at the start of the show, uh, our phone-in show that was live last night will be re-uploaded for all of you uh, this afternoon, uh, mid to late afternoon today, UK time. Uh, as I mentioned at the head of the show, I just had to edit out uh, uh, some idiot who showed up in the middle. Uh, Fizzy says, uh, do you think Jesus has been told of the club's plan to get a new striker? Um, what plan is what I would say to that? I mean, the suggestions have not been exactly clear that Arsenal are pushing to sign a striker at the moment. Yes, there's loads of talk of, of Ivan Tony, but uh, as far as I'm aware, a striker's not necessarily on the menu for January. It's more so a midfielder that I think would be the priority, potentially even a wide player, wide forward to give competition to the likes of Bakaya Saka before a striker. Um, Jesus is you know versatile enough to be playing in those wide positions, so you could sign a striker and then move Jesus to a wide right role uh, if you wanted to. Uh, try to say that 10 times when you're drunk. Um, but uh, I think that's the the right way to to go about it potentially is to, to use Jesus as a wide player and bring in a brand new striker. But I, I don't think that's a priority. Um, you know, I don't think that's a priority when it comes to, to January. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Brad Badzi, Badzi Bourbon, who says, why isn't George Graham given any flowers? Seven trophies in eight seasons, two league titles, our only European trophy a player in the 71 double season. Why doesn't he get a chant every now and then? Um, it's a fair question to ask. I think there's possibly a number of reasons as to why maybe he doesn't. Obviously, he went and managed Spurs uh, after he managed Arsenal, which I think maybe for some fans changes things a little bit. Um, I think they're obviously the, the manner in which his time at Arsenal came to an end um, with the uh, that, that story, which if you're not aware of it, I suggest going and... Uh, you know, research in that, that, that maybe plays into it. I think probably the Tottenham element is probably, Badzi, the biggest reason as to why George Graham doesn't necessarily get the same level of affection as maybe someone like Arsene Wenger, um, you know, does, because even though he was very successful at Arsenal and he won a lot at Arsenal, obviously there were things that, that went on post and during his exit. So there you, I think that maybe gives you an answer. But without a doubt, some of the best moments in Arsenal's history came under George Graham and he deserves credit for the things that we won under his tenure. Uh, Fuad says, hey, Tom, only managed to get the last hour of last night's discussion. Great conversations. Got to be said, what was your overall impressions of it? And do you think Arsenal need to change, if anything? I think that, as I mentioned on the show, the entire point of last night's phone-in show was not to say not to try and argue about the atmosphere. The, the whole argument was is that we were trying to kind of debate and discuss whether or not the ballot system was a direct cause of a change or dip in the loudness of the atmosphere. And in my opinion, I just don't think there's enough evidence to suggest that the ballot is the reason why the, the Emirates Stadium this season is perhaps not as loud and as uh, visceral in terms of its noise as it was last season. For me... It's the expectations around the team that has changed the atmosphere because last season we were riding the wave of a surprise title charge. And this season, most of us are expecting us to, to challenge. And so when we're not winning a game against Burnley after 10 minutes or against Forest or against nearly anyone in the league, even Manchester United to many degrees, you know, when we're not doing that, I think there is an element of the fans in the crowd and I'm there, so I have that, that experience, you know. I think there's an element of expectation that there's disappointment that we're not that we're not one new up in 10 minutes and therefore I think that makes a difference. But what was my overall impression? I, th I think there were some really worrying views put across during that show, in particular kind of some, some that were 
quite prejudiced towards uh, foreign fans, which I didn't enjoy. And that's why I wanted to open up the floor to uh, some foreign fans to join in and have their thoughts and give their frustrations in response to those points. I think there's fair concerns about the ballot system. I think Lee brought some up. I think the talk of like family families being split up because they can't use silver and red memberships together in the ballot and you can't then force it together. I think that, that changes things and that's a frustration uh, and a right one to bring up as well. I think that, you know, in terms of the ballot system, it's not perfect. But what it does do is it gives the fairest chance for all fans to get an opportunity of a ticket. So no fan gets more of a chance than another of those that enter the ballot system. However, what I would say is that I think it's regarding the, the cool down. I'd like to see a cool down. So if you get a ticket, I don't think, I think that you should have like a three day, three game cool down to allow people that didn't get the tickets last time to go to the next game. I think that's probably the, the best way of doing it. I think that makes it fairer. The whole talk of loyalty was really strange. I think there was a lot of contradictions, a lot of hypocrisies that went on there regarding loyalty. But I hope that I addressed that as well as I could. I hope that it came across as well as it could. So I hope that it was a learning experience. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, you're going to see this re-uploaded to the channel a little bit later on today. Um, Darren says, I've got no issue with what Jesus said. He scores assists and he's great. I have an issue with hypocritical YouTubers who act pious and vitriolic towards other YouTubers who express a negative opinion uh darren start naming names my friend <laughs> start naming names and examples that's what i would love to uh know it's pi pious is a great word i think in regards to gabriel jesus i agree with you i think he scores the assist he's great um I, I i think negative opinions and critical opinions it depends on how it's said that's i think the difference but yeah be uh be start naming names darren uh it's always the best way best policy start naming names otherwise you're going to leave us all in suspense uh carl says completely random comment tom but how about a ballot system for tickets for the live event in january <laughs> i wish i could set something up because the irony would be absolutely fantastic um so please please do uh please please do um try and tell me how to do that because that would be great but i i don't think it I don't think we have the capacity to do that. I don't have the capacity to do that. So it will be done, ironically, on a first-come, first-served basis. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, let's go to Fuad, who says, it's funny because I'm born and raised in North London, but I now live abroad in DK. Uh, and I don't think that I'm more of a fan or a supporter than anybody else. Some of the arguments was very uneducated, to be honest, uh, says Fuad. Um I think that there's a lot of fans that obviously have moved away uh, that would count themselves as, as fans and supporters. I thought the argument that there's a difference between the definition of a fan and the definition of a supporter was kind of mad. Um, but again, people are entitled to their view. Uh, TJL says, as a foreign fan, I was asleep, but from what I've dealt with with ticketing systems, it's a bit of a nightmare for a one-off, but I'd be, but it'd be making them a lot of money. I mean, TJR, as a foreign fan, I'd love you to tell me what you think. How else can you help it be better for those one-off trips? You know, how can it be better, but also remain fair for everybody? Very, very difficult. Um, Legend says he doesn't do it enough. That's the problem. Even Benteke scores. Uh, is, is, are you trying to argue that Benteke is better than <laughs> Gabriel Jesus? Because I think there's a good argument that Jesus doesn't score enough goals. But then you undermine that argument when you start saying things like Benteke is, is better. Um, James Bond says, holiday today, Tom. I'm up early and I caught the show. Thanks, mate. And uh, I hope you enjoy your holiday. Hope you have a fantastic time. Uh, Blackshine says, uh, the young lad's view on the show last night was strange, to say the least. My nephew in law is a massive Arsenal fan. He lives 
in St. Martin. Um, and when he is over, of course, he wants to go to see a game. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to read out. I hope they don't mind. Um, sometimes I know. I'll, what I'll do is I'll leave them anonymous because obviously it's unfair. You don't send me a DM and then expect to get read out on the show. Uh, so I will leave them anonymous. To be fair, they remained anonymous in the message. But I'll read you this message that I received yesterday. Um, Hi, Tom. Just watching your discussions with uh, your callers yesterday. I wanted to thank you for hosting the debate and for sticking up for those who might be new going to the Watch the Arsenal. I'm a 39-year-old woman who shares the same birthday as you. Great day. I love playing and watching football my entire life. I've supported Arsenal since I was about 11, but I've never been in a position to go to a football match. I now have two boys under the age of seven who are growing to love the game, and I took them to their first under-21s match against Bromley. They loved it. Following that, I was able to take them to the Women's North London Derby last year, which was fantastic. And then this year, we were so excited to be able to go and watch the first team and see their favourite players play in the Emirates Cup. Brilliant. Yes, I know it's only the Emirates Cup, but if you saw how excited they were that day, wow. Great memories for all of us. Yes, we might not know the words to every chant to begin with, but they're not that hard to pick up, are they? How hard is it? Just follow along with what's going on around you and enjoy the atmosphere. Sorry for the long message. The few times I've been able to watch the Arsenal, I've made the most of it and got involved with the atmosphere. Surely if you don't go all the time, you want to, don't you? Anyway, thank you for sticking up for those of us uh, who would go to the Arsenal more if they could but aren't able to. And I thought it was a really nice message and really summed up, I think, um, a lot of the the feeling of a lot of fans that can't go to games. As I discussed yesterday, it's it's only through luck that fans are, that, that some fans are season ticket holders, that some fans can go to games regularly. It's only luck. It's the luck of birth. It's the luck of being born when you are. It's the luck of having, you know, the background and the life that you do. And some fans, through the luck of the draw, weren't born in a position where they can go to games, weren't born so they can have a time where they can have 10 plus years of Arsenal attending experience, aren't born into a position where they've got the financial security to be able to go to games. And why should those people be prejudiced against just because of the luck of the draw of their birth? And I don't think that's fair in any way, shape or form. And so therefore, no matter who you are, where you're from, you should have an equal opportunity to go to a game as anybody else. Um, and uh, if you're in a balanced system, I think that's the way that the Arsenal are doing it. And that's the way that Arsenal are intending to do it going forward. It's not perfect yet. It certainly needs to be tweaked. I think there can be improvements to the ballot system. But overall, uh, I think it's still the right way forwards for fans. And some fans, I think, have just come, got to come to the... Uh, um, you've got to come to the, the conclusion that ultimately... Um, oh, how's I going with that? You've got to come to the conclusion that fans deserve an equal opportunity always to go to games and it's not based on loyalty um it's just loyalty is such a subjective thing um especially when it comes to nationality as well uh, owen says uh, the local argument does my head in i'm not even from the same country and i can bet i've been to more games than half of ashburn army <laughs> i know plenty of americans that go more than most as well um to be fair it's not necessarily i don't even know if the people we spoke to last night owen were part of the aa um i just think that um i think that the ashburton army is, is is a thing that's obviously had a positive impact on the atmosphere um but there's been things surrounding it that have been documented in the media um that have raised some questions at times so it's certainly worth doing some research into. Uh, Melissa says, Tom, are you suggesting that Jesus is better than Benteke? Come on, Benteke has scored 23 goals a season in a small team that doesn't create much. What's Jesus' most goals and top teams that create plenty more? Again, this argument is very similar to the Ivan Tony debate. Like, 
you have teams that have a single striker that scores plenty of goals because the whole system is designed to get the ball to that player. Whereas for Gabriel Jesus, he's played in a Manchester City team and he's played in an Arsenal team where the goals are spread far, far uh, further across the team and the whole system is designed so that multiple players can score. And so it's never going to be simply ended by the fact that one player has scored more goals than another in a single season. You have to look at the overall player. You have to look at the overall player's game. Jesus is a better player than Benteke. And I would have never, ever would have rather have had Christian Benteke in an Arsenal team over Gabriel Jesus, period. Uh, Byron says, some of us are in another nation and can barely afford plane tickets to the UK, but we religiously watch the Arsenal week in, week out on the telly. Uh, you're absolutely right. And, and this is the thing. It's like we spoke to Ethan yesterday from New Zealand who gets up at silly o'clock in the morning to watch games. That's loyalty. That is loyalty. That is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to showing your commitment, your passion, your desire, your love of this club. That is, is just factually true that loyalty is measured in your commitment whether you can go to the games or whether you can't you show that commitment you show that desire and that passion for the club as i said i've been to america to watch arsenal with american fans in an american pub in chicago and i had a better time in that pub than any pub in england that i've been to to watch the arsenal it was louder it was noisier it's not to say that these pubs in england aren't great too they are again pancakes and waffles um but that experience was my favorite experience of watching a game not in the ground was in that pub in chicago with those american fans it was an unbelievable atmosphere and i loved every second of it even though the game against southampton was pretty chaotic but it ended in an amazing fashion it was brilliant so yeah certainly i i was amazing and i recommend those fans they've got their doubts about fans abroad go abroad and watch games with those supporters clubs because they're great Certainly worth your time and your investment. Um, Maximir says, uh, Tom, you have no idea how many times my arguments have been shoved aside just because I'm not from the UK. It's as if that we are lesser fans than those in the UK, even though I religiously follow the club. It's just xenophobia, Maximir. That's, I mean, we can call it what it is. It is just xenophobia. Uh, it's a prejudice against people from other countries. That's what it is. Um, and if your opinion is not uh, accepted as much as anyone who lives a stone throw from the Emirates, it's because there is a prejudice against you and others like you that are not nearby to this country, to to this stadium, to this team. That's what it is. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, and so just call it out for what it is. If you're being told that your opinion is not worth as much because you're a fan from abroad, call it out. Call it out for what it is, um, which is xenophobia. So do make sure that you don't, don't back down, Maximus. Tell them how it is. Um, let's go to uh, Phil Ed says, also, if we're going to be honest, uh, people forget that Highbury used to also be called Highbury the Library. And I don't remember people complaining about tourists being at fault in that period. It's a very, very funny point, actually. Uh, Kyle says, hey, Tom, I normally listen on Apple Podcasts, but I'm here in the States. It's a national holiday. and won't be able to listen today. So I'm stopping by to say I'm thankful for you. And dropping like, yes, of course, if you are celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you have a fantastic day. I know I often forget different celebrations of different religions and things like that. It's just, you know, it's, it's ignorance, if anything. And I always appreciate it when people remind me when anybody anywhere is celebrating something. So always do poke me and let me know when that's going on. But if you are celebrating Thanksgiving, I hope you have a fantastic day. Uh, Answer says, so why did Benteke not work at Liverpool then? It's a really great point. You know, for those people that have been kind of hyping up the whole Benteke thing is um, Benteke is better than, than Jesus. It's a fantastic theory. When he went and got that move to the big club, where the goals are then spread and you're having to do more and you're not in a system that's completely focused around you, 
why did he flop? Um, it's a really, really solid, solid point. Um, Prog says Jesus is just about the best pressing forward in the world. His goals and assists per 90 ratio is insane and underrated. He just gets injured, so his goal tallies look meagre by the end of the season. Again, a very, very solid point. Uh, MSB says, Tom, some kid scored 10 goals in our under-16s team once. Is he better than Jesus? <laughs> well, of course, we've kind of talked about uh, Chida Obi-Martin today in our stories earlier on today's show. Is he better than Jesus? No, I can see that there's obviously some semantics there with the question, but uh, I know where you're coming from. It's not just purely about goals, and it's one of the reasons why I think Ivan Tony manages to fool a lot of people with his goal record, because if you actually look at his goal, non-penalty goals per start, it's not that much better, if at all, than Eddie Nketiah's. Um, Maletti says, no, the argument of City and Arsenal spreading goals is false. Haaland scores and Aubameyang did the same at Arsenal. Jesus is not good enough striker for a flop-flight team at Arsenal, period. Maletti, that doesn't make any sense. Haaland scores goals, but has scored goals wherever he has gone. Salzburg, um, Dortmund, now City. Benteke scored goals at Villa, moved to Liverpool, didn't score. Moved to Palace, didn't really score. So your argument completely crumbles when you look at any comparative example um, to Ben Teke. So sorry, mate. It's just, it's not really worked out for you there. Uh, Byron says, I've had interesting debates with so-called local fans in England um, and have been surprised at the lack of knowledge and history of the club. I always do maintain that it, you don't necessarily have to have like an in-depth, detailed history, historical knowledge of the club to be like a diehard fan of Arsenal. Um, it's something that I always recommend people do is to kind of learn the history of the club to the best. But I'm not going to expect to drop a pop quiz on Arsenal's 1930s team. You know, I don't think that's necessarily a, a test of a fan. For me, as long as you support this club, that you um, you love this club um, and you want to see it win and you never want to see it lose, it's good enough for me. You know, if you, if, you want to, if you want to attend games, if you can, if you can't, but you want to, if you love this club from the bottom of your heart, you hate Spurs to your core, you know, all of these things that make Arsenal fans Arsenal fans, that's all you need. You don't need to go to games to prove that you're a fan or that you have loyalty to Arsenal. Uh, it's a benefit. It's an honour. It's actually a privilege to be able to go to games. It's not like, a, for me, it, it, that is how I feel about it. To go to games for me is a privilege. You know, it's a privilege to be able to go to games. Um, and I think yeah, obviously you're showing your support in doing that, but it is a privilege to be able to do it. Um, so it's more so that side of things than anything else. Uh, Wade says, this is really crazy. Jesus creates the platform for others to score. Seems like fans want a striker that can do what he does and score goals. And there's not many of those around, if any. And the irony is that certainly Christian Benteke is not that player. I can't believe that we're having a discussion about Christian Benteke this morning being better than Jesus. I really can't. <laughs> very, very strange. Uh, Jonathan Bailey says, I've just noticed that YouTube had unsubscribed me. Another example of YouTube mugging off our community do check do make sure just go onto the little tab check that you're subscribed because for some reason youtube's been unsubbing people we don't know why we don't know how we don't know what the motive is we don't know if there's a person that supports spurs behind the scenes there that's doing it just have a quick check to see you're subscribed because for some reason some people like jonathan here are being unsubbed so uh do make sure that you're subbed and resub if you need to and do make sure you drop a like of course on the video as well um let's yeah msb says respectfully i don't actually know how you can put jesus and bentaki in the same sentence to be honest in my opinion absolutely um 
Ethan says, Tom, uh, you do a pop quiz to enter the TGT Discord. FYI, study up, people. <laughs> I'm going to start quizzing everyone in the Discord. That's what I'm going to do. If you can't answer these questions about Arsenal in the 1910s, uh, you will no longer be in the Discord. <laughs> uh, TJR says, all I heard from that is that you guys don't think Charlie Buchan could do it uh, back in the day. <laughs> Uh, Tevi says, uh, who's your greatest ever Arsenal manager between Herbert Chapman to Wenger and George Graham? Uh, for me, it has to be Arsene Wenger just because of the things that we won, um, because of what he achieved, how he changed the game. He will always be the greatest. Herbert Chapman, if you know your history, uh, you'll know about the transformational um, activities that he obviously spearheaded during his time with the club, um, you know, more than close to 100 years ago now. So, it's George Graham, again, achieved some of the best achievements in Arsenal. 1989 will always be remembered as one of the best achievements of this club's history and deserves credit for it. But for me, it is obviously, um, obviously Arsene Wenger is, is, is the choice. Um, are we going to end the show there? I think so. Uh, thank you so much, guys, for listening. As I mentioned before, the uh, phone-in show will be up on the channel uh, mid to late afternoon today. Um, so make sure you look out for that. Uh, thank you to everybody that continues to be part of this fantastic community. Our preview show for Brentford is going to be tomorrow about 6 o'clock, so make sure you tune in for that. Um, but thank you to everybody uh, that listens, everybody that tunes in and uh, that supports us. Uh, drop a like, subscribe. Make sure that you are subscribed because apparently YouTube is culling people, it seems. Um, but thank you for that. I'll be back, of course, bright and early tomorrow morning uh, to bring you all the latest updates from today. Uh, Mikel Arteta's press conference is tomorrow, so we'll have updates from that Saturday morning. And then, of course, it's game day and the Premier League returns. So exciting stuff to come. Have a fantastic Thursday. I'll see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.